uh, I don't think anything else in the world. I can't remember anything being serious enough for me to cry about other than my children. And whatever else happened in my life, it was like, oh well. Oh well. But it didn't take nothing for me to cheer up when it came to you guys. You guys were not judgmental. You didn't need to know why things were a certain way. As long as daddy loved you and I would go to hell to bat or anything else for you guys. Um, if you really want to get me cranked up for real, mess with my children. But I've had a good life, baby. Uh, not an easy life, but things that I took pleasure from, most pleasure from, were from my children. Well, not many men has been afforded that. Welcome back to another episode of Real Dads at Work. So this episode, I've invited my uh, my brother, my friend, my big homie, uh, Carlos Derrick. Carlos Derrick is a father, husband, uncle, guider, protector. He fits the bill for what dads are supposed to be, exactly what dads do, and what men do in general, as he has a number of People under him who look to him for guidance, who follow what he does and looks to him as sort of a role model, sort of a model of um, what they want in a man and a husband and what they want to be as a father or leader. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Carlos Derek. Carlos Derek, welcome, 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 my brother. How are hey, you today? Hey, thank you. I'm, I'm doing well. How about yourself, bro? Hey, man, you know, I'm just out here chilling, man, trying to, uh, trying to do what we do as dads, guy. Trying to just live my life. Amen. Got home from work, got Amen. my feet up. I'm chilling. <laughs> Amen. So, um, welcome to the show, guy. I'm glad to have you on. As you know, this is my dad's podcast. We talk about fathers, dads who are out here doing what they can, doing what they're supposed to do, and being all they can be in the lives of their children. So, um, you have uh, two kids, correct? Yep, I have two daughters. So, I'm, uh, I'm a girl dad, uh, a three year old named Sophia Kennedy, and a 10 year old named Kennedy Grace. All right, three and ten. Okay, so you living a life. You're on both ends of the spectrum right now. You're on the independent, and you're on the I'm going to be up under you all day long. Correct. It's funny the the oldest wants to be up under me, and the the the, the youngest doesn't want to undo me. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's different. It's different. You got the reverse going on. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay, nothing wrong with that. So um, to start it off like this, uh. Growing up, what was your uh, what was your view on fatherhood? Did were you were you one that wanted to be a dad? Were you one that was on some like, hey, if it happens, it happens? Or did you always want that family dynamic? I had no thoughts about family or anything growing up. Uh, you know, I, growing up, my thing was just get through school, play ball. You know, that was all <laughs> I really thought about. But as far as it's a good question, plain question though. But when I think about it. You know, I, I've always had that example of a father growing up. You know, my pop uh, passed away about 17 years, 17 years ago. But having him there and seeing that, like I said, I, I can't say that I always wanted to be a father. I thought about it. 
but I knew once I became one, you know, I had an example laid out in front of me. Gotcha. So you so you had a good uh you had a good model, you had a good uh blueprint on what should be done and how to do it and what have you. Yeah, I, I think it is I had a good blueprint, a good foundation. Now of course all, all fathers are not perfect, right? So therefore, you know, we're all gonna make mistakes, but I knew I had the foundation of what I want to be and grow from what I saw from my pop. Okay, gotcha. Now Thus far in the in the ten years, how how much of your father do you see in yourself and the way you raise your kids? Oh, I see all of them. I, I see all my father in me when it comes to raising my kids. But it's just not I'm copying blueprint. I'm adding more to it. You know, um, gotcha. being a girl, I think I'm a little more softer. My pops, had, you know, me, and my brother, and my cousin. That's all we had. He grew up growing up. So we, you know, we, all we had was boys. So it was, it was different. Uh, aspect, but still the same tough love. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have my father all in me, plus a little, little my own, I guess, twist of how I want to raise my kids. A little your own sprinkle. Now, do you see yeah. yourself um, kind of evolving based on the the times, based on how advanced these kids are? Because kids nowadays are much smarter than we were. Not even if not even to say book smart, it's just the because of all the. Um, ready technology and because of all the ready information, they just seem to be clicking and moving a little bit quicker than us. So do you see yourself evolving or do you try to keep that same old school foundation of raising going on? I have to evolve. Now I keep the basis of my foundation old school. I'm truly old school in that, but you, you can't have the same approach case. You know, perfect example. I tell my kids to do something. Hey, go do this. I always get why. Now, if I said that growing up, <laughs> what the answer going to be? Because I said so. That doesn't work anymore on these kids. You know, that, that's not how these kids, which is fine. You want them to, you know, I, I, I want them to question authority when needed, not always be, you know, yeah. uh, I'll say a puzzle or you do what you're told, but still, it's different. We couldn't ask that question why growing up. So now, you know, they do that, but still. So, so to answer your question, yes, I, I see uh, you have to evolve. In order to put these new age kids, yeah, these new age kids is different. Like they just be, they say stuff and they do stuff that's just like, wait a minute, like how old are you again? (laughs) Oh yeah, you had to ask that on numbers. I'm like, who are you talking to? You you okay? Everything all right? Uh, All right, I was just making sure because you seem to be a little off today. (laughs) I ain't talking either, but yeah, bro, man, (laughs) I feel you, my brother. So, uh. What has been, uh, I say, one of your greatest joys so far as a dad? Man, I got a couple of them. Just the first of all, the fact that uh, we even, we even have kids. You know, you we been you know my brother so long. You know, when mm-hmm. I, I first got married, you know, we couldn't have kids. You know, uh, so just being able to have children is just me is really a a miracle. You know, it's for me. It truly is a miracle. But um, aside from that, just the um, overall joy. You know what? I tell you a recent example of joy. My daughter started track this okay. year, first time doing organized sports, and um, she was a little, you know, a little scared at first. You know, she all the way through. For the second week, they had hurdles out. Oh, she was like, "What is that?" I was like, "It was a hurdle." 
like, well, what do you do? You jumped? Like, yeah. So they started her fragrance. She went in and watched them. And then she tried it. At first, she was like, I'm scared I'm falling out. I said, baby, you all you fall out. It's fine. You know, the ground don't hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's a lie. once she tried it, yeah, once she tried it, I felt her, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of a lie. But uh, once she tried it, and then she quit, started clearing them, it, I literally felt a just a over, over fulfillment of joy. It came across my face watching my daughter try something that she never tried before. That got pretty good at it. So that's one of the reasons, just joyful moments I've had. Uh, being a father, you're watching her do hurdles and track. Yeah, do you do you find yourself taking like tons of joy in just like little random things? Because that's what I see myself doing. It'd be the smallest thing, and it'll bring me like the most amazing joy. Like, like she just like one of my kids just like they just won the the championship or something. I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be the tiniest thing. You know, it's funny. Uh, me and my wife had a conversation the other day. Uh, I'm going to try to start doing that. But I think that's right. I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that. Because in the past, I've been so uh, worried about money and working and getting this done and who got 40 clothes and who's going who's to practice. You know, yeah. and I find myself missing those little moments. Like mm-hmm. she, my wife tells me she loves me when I'm getting uh, a young dress in the morning and she's running around the house naked with no clothes on trying to get dressed. And she's not listening <laughs> and she's being, you know, being three year old. Yeah. You know, of course, those money, those moments are not funny in a moment because you, you try to get to work, trying to get you know daycare. But then, by afternoon, you think about this little girl. You know, I mean, it, it gives you a sense, a sense of just to me happiness. It's just you know what today was a little rough, but still having her laugh and giggle and just you know be alive, just mm-hmm. be joyful that you know I had this this miracle from God. You know that I can't get dressed and I can't worry about putting a roof over her head and clothes on her back. You know, so it's um. I want to make sure that I don't miss those the little moments in life that I really precious also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you on that. So, I mean, when when you experience it, like you say, you uh so you're getting a dress and she's running around. In those moments, even though you're like, you you kind of frustrated and you wanna <laughs> you wanna snatch her up and like throw mm-hmm. her in the clothes. Do you ever find yourself just just giggling like I can't believe I'm sitting here chasing this <laughs> this little person around the house. I do. <laughs> like, it's I'm like, ridiculous. Like, how did we get here? Like, <laughs> like, like how, how, what happened to me? I used to be a player. You know, like, what happened? <laughs> you know, I, I used to be a king. You know, I used to, you know. I used, I used, to, I used to have control that, of know. my own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used, to, actually, I, used, I used to have that. But, yeah, I, I find myself, you know, thinking back to the good old days when, you know, I didn't have to wipe someone's butt, you know, <laughs> two times a day. So, yeah. It's disturbing. It's very disturbing to be wiping butts. You're like, geez, I got to wipe your butt again. Like, you ain't figured this shit out yet? Like, <laughs> like come on, man. You got stuff to like, do. Come on. I'm not doing this. Oh, man. So, and I, I don't know if you have much, but because your child is, your kids are still very young. Is there anything that you done or seen so far that you like ah I should have did it I should have did that different oh man I shouldn't have did it this way I should have flipped it and did it another way to get more of a reaction or get more of a result out of it yeah I, I find myself uh, doing that a lot like thinking about 
one thing uh my temperament you know like i'm i'm very dry like i don't you know exude a lot of emotion mm-hmm. so having girls you know who are emotional you know yeah. sometimes make a big deal out of things i'm like what just you know just pick it up like why are you so <laughs> i'm learning to i don't want to say coddle but that's a negative word to me in this instance i'm learning to have a better balance of when to show emotion but not to show emotion so therefore i'm not i want to make i, wanna, I don't want to make my girls you know, that I'm don't make them thugs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't make it too hard, you know. <laughs> you, know you know, my oldest is kind of getting there, but she, you know, she still has her moment where she, you know. But uh, I want, but that, more, more importantly, I don't want them to think I'm not taking account of their feelings. Gotcha. And that's very important, especially with girls, because, I mean, not to sound sexist or anything, but girl, girls are just, they're, they're built to be more emotional than guys. It's just, that's just the, like, laws of nature or anything. They're built to be more emotional and we've got to show them, like, okay, yeah, oh, poor baby, yes, I care, and not just be like, hey, make it up. Like, what are you doing? Right, because I don't want them seeking attention from, from Knucklehead, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what? So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want that. Because <laughs> nah, nah. I am not ready for that. Are you, have you prepared yourself nah. for that yet? Because, you know, I have a, I have a, uh, my daughter will be 16 in August. Yep, Katie. Yeah, yep. it's gonna be sixty. So, I have not yet prepared myself. I know it's going to happen. Like, there's going to be some little dude or, or some little knucklehead that's gonna pop up, and she's gonna be on the phone yeah. or be like, "Hey, you know, he's cool, daddy." I'm like, "Man, I'm gonna talk to this little." So, lady. have you prepared I, yourself? I have, for that? Yes and no. So therefore, <laughs> I've had test runs. Like, for example, you remember Alize, my goddaughter, who yes would bring to camping with. Uh, 20 years ago. Yes. She's literally 24 now. Ooh. So, yeah. That, yeah, that's we're old, by the way. I used to uh, get cursed out about that girl. Tiff used to curse me out because yeah. called the little liquor girl. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so um, and she, um, you know, thank God she had confidence to buy things to me about what's, you know, dating things and she asked me for advice. So, I realized that, hey, I got to toughen up because, you know, I look there as, as my daughter, you know, mm. and I got to get past this, my emotional attachment and give her the best possible answer. And if I sure don't win, now I talk to your mom about that or talk to your god mom about that. She's not getting it from the, the right male perspective. And then once again, here comes this little knucklehead coming to, you know, sell her some dreams, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, the worst could happen. So, gotcha. yeah, I prepared myself with her, but you're still not ready. And I'm not still not ready. You know, my oldest is 10, you know, another four or five years. You know, she's kind of boy crazy now. Oh, no, he's cute. But okay, slow down. So, but <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I myself, but still, I'm, <laughs> I'm working my way through it. So, answer your question, though, I'm not prepared, but I will be. Gotcha. So, speak on that right quick. How was that to um, kind of have that test run, kind of have that, uh, that influence over somebody who wasn't your actual child, but that you you kind of positioned and acted as if you were a father and you were a father figure to her. So yeah. speak on how how that relationship prepared you for parenthood. Oh, it prepared me because I acted as such. Like I acted as like she was my daughter. You know, anything that she needed, anything that I can do, uh, going to prom, 
school, picking up from school, you know, going to practice, you know, I acted, we treated her as such, not because we had to, we thoroughly wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just, you know, we, once I met her, you know, well, you, you were there, and once I met her and then got really involved with, uh, my wife, uh, aka your best friend, you know, it just, <laughs> it, it just came into, it just is what it was. I can't even explain how it happened. It just organically happened. Like, hey, okay. Yeah. Hey, 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 you know, so. Gotcha. Something that, you know, that helped me. It just happened. I, I really can't explain it. It just happened. You just know, happened hey, it, 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 it happened in a good way. It didn't happen it did. in a it forceful did. way. It happened in a way where it just kind of like, it was natural for you. Like you said, it was natural. So you fell yep. into it. And when you fell into it, you were all, you were all in for it. Like you didn't run from it. You didn't say, well, you know what? I ain't got time for this. You picked it up no, just like I, like you birthed her. I just found myself gravitating towards her more because I just felt the attachment. Because this is it, just felt right. Mm. It, it really just felt right. You know. Gotcha. That's awesome. That's great stuff right there. That's the way it should be, especially if you have yep. that village kind of mentality. Mentality. Yep. And you yep. building that that village. You live in that village life, which you you and your um and your family and your in laws y'all seem like y'all really live that village life like everybody is somebody's kids is always at somebody's house like it's yep. never like i'm not dealing with the kids or i'm not holding the kids like everybody is always together building together being together which is awesome yeah you already know you know how it is like matter of fact you know sometimes you know my my kid my oldest goes to her auntie house and just stays for a couple of days like don't take any clothes just buy you know, I call next day. Hey, all right, yeah, we good. About it. You know, I know they in good hands. I know she's having fun. It's summertime, yeah. you know, so go do your thing, you know. You know, you ain't got to worry about it. Like, it's not like you have to be concerned if they're being treated right or what have you. Y'all really have a village mentality. Exactly, exactly. So when you when you first when you first found out, you know, we're going to have this baby and it's and it's good. But first, let me before I even go that far. Let me ask you, are you okay to uh to speak on Penelope? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am, okay. I am now, yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> I just wanna know. So when you um yeah. when you found out you were having um your daughter Penelope and um for those listening, Lowe's and Tiff lost the baby, unfortunately. When you first from the time you found out you were having the baby until that unfortunate moment. Like what was the when you first let's stop there and I'm going back and forth. I know people, I'm sorry, but you know, this is my this is my family, so when I think about it, I kind of feel the pain. Nowhere near the pain they feel, but I feel the pain because I love them like that. But when you found out she was pregnant and you had tried so hard, what was that what was that joy in your in your heart about? Like how did that just spark you to just like I know you spiraled out of control with joy and happiness. I was literally confused. <laughs> I'm tell you why I'm confused because when um, she had called me, uh, she called me at work. I just got promoted mm. in my job that same day. I'm like, what? So I literally sat there. I went to a little office and I cried. I'm like, wait, what? You're prick? What? Huh? Like we, we weren't trying, you know. After um, after uh. McKenzie, you know, we weren't trying, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he called me. I'm like, well, what, are you sure? At least sit down. And just the over the over amount of joy I had was just 
I, I was confused. I literally was confused. I didn't know what to feel. Mm-hmm. I was happy, but literally, I didn't, I didn't know what to feel. I was just, I was, I was numb with just happiness. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it makes a ton of sense because uh, I can only imagine like when you when you've tried and it's not happened, and then it pops up. It's like what? It's like, like what? what? Like yeah. Like you said, you really on some like like how what. Like oh man, yeah. And you had just got promoted that day, so you was already you was already on a high horse. You was feeling good about yourself. Uh, super high. <laughs> you gotta, knowing you, you were talking all kind of shit in your head, wasn't you? It's like, I, yeah, I, I, right. I was just, I was like, what? Actually, I, what? I, I literally was confused. Like, oh my, like this really happened. Gotcha. I was just confused, you know. So that you get the call, and then when once you um. Over the months, in the um, as you approach the due date and the expected due date, did the joy get better? Did you were you nervous? Was it like some calming? How was it? It, it, it got worse because that's when the, the, the issues started happening. You know, after uh, gotcha. came came about the other issues, and then uh, you know it, it got worse. I got worried all the time. Mm. I'm thinking of stuff. Okay, God's gonna give me this blessing, me, but he'll take it away. You know, like he's not gonna go to me. You know, I pay my tithes. You know, I'm cool. You know, yeah. I pray every day before I eat. You know, gotcha. he's not gonna do that to me. But then when it happened, you know, I was just I was thinking, okay, what did I do wrong? You know, that did I do this, was it is it my fault? You know, mm. of course it wasn't, but you know, those are the kind of things I was feeling. So that's your question. I was just. I was I was so nervous because that's when stuff started happening as far as her health and baby and all that stuff. So. Yeah, and it's it's total fear. And um, for us because because we can't feel, we can't physically feel what they're feeling with that baby moving around, with that baby doing this, that baby doing that, with their bodies adjusting to what's happening. <laughs> it leaves us in that vulnerable state where we just we worry. <laughs> We're concerned because we can't we can't do anything about it. A lot of other stuff we do as fathers and as husbands, we can kind of put our hand on it. We might be able to buy something, might be able to rub a back, we might be able to do something. But in that state, there's absolutely nothing we can do. So all we can do is worry and pray and hope for the best because there's nothing we can do to fix it in that moment. Not a thing. It's not a thing we can do. And you're right. So all we can do is hope and pray, you know, hoping this is the path, you know, God right. wants to take us after that's it. Okay. So, um, we're going to not gloss over. We're going to say, okay, so that, that unfortunate event that happened, you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys prayed, knowing you all, you prayed, y'all got together, y'all bonded more and y'all moved on. So to the point to where you, um, now you're pregnant again and now you're pregnant with, with the little one. When it came to the um to the birth, were you in the room? Oh yeah, yeah. When um <laughs> so when it came to um Sophia, the funny story is so um so the whole nine months I'm a nervous wreck, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm check kind of checking her temperature, you know, I'm doing everything doctor so we do doctor like, hey, everything's cool, no, relax. So, like, so, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, right. You know, you're talking to, no, no, I've been through. So, uh, when the broom happened that day, we actually went to the state fair. My job had a free ticket, so went to the fair. And, um, 
It was hot. When the kitchen started, when the kitchen just started sweating. I'm like, well, let's let's go to the tip and cool off. She's like, well, we gotta go anyway to make an appointment and check up. She's like, cool. So knowing how dates my wife is, we got to come back home, she took a full shower ride, and back to the doctor. <laughs> and I was like, well, blood pressure's kind of high, nothing to be worried about. Um, like, let's, let's do this. Let's t- test it again. I'm trying to walk around and go see the go see the new children's uh, ward where you have a baby. In. Cool. We walk around there. You know, everything was cool. We get back. He takes the blood pressure and another test. He's like, hey, you know what? Let's go have a baby right now. <laughs> and we were like, what? Wait, what? I said, what? I- I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry, about you. We're doing what now? Like, yeah. We're going to have a baby now. There's no, there's no point playing around. Everything's fine. Let's do a C-section. Uh, and we was like, okay. So, uh, 45 minutes later, there's a baby. Yeah. Coming out. And I mean, she was coming out. Like, she was really, you know, I was there. So, to answer your question, yeah, I was in the room, did a C-section. And then, of course, you know, you know, thugs don't cry. But when I have my child, you know, I burst into tears. Because <laughs> um, she was beautiful, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and for those that have never been in the room for a C-section, like being in there with your uh with your spouse is absolutely insane because you can feel them moving her organs around as they're taking the baby out. And for me, it, freaked, it freaked me out. They was like, they was like, just they was like, just look behind the curtain. And I was like, I'm behind the curtain, but I can feel y'all moving. Whole organs. I was like, "Yo, what the hell are y'all doing?" Like, you know, in in everybody's mind, the baby is right there. Like they, like, because you know, you see movies, you see TV shows. They cut the, they do C section or something, and the baby's right there. The baby pops right out. But nah, they actually got to go in there and move around and search for the baby. So when they doing all of that, I was like, "Yo, this is absolutely insane." But. When they came from behind that curtain with that baby up, oh man, it's that joy is unexplainable. It's unexplainable, well, man. It's do, amazing. Do not look over the curtain. Oh no, I wasn't looking over the curtain. curtain. <laughs> no, nah, ah, that that I was not going to do. No matter what was going on, I wanted I wanted to. Now I tell you this, I wanted to look because I wanted to be like, yo, what are they doing? But I was like, yeah, nah. I don't think I'm supposed to see all of that right now. I'm good. Nah. <laughs> I don't mind my business. You can't come back from that. That's what you get paid to do. You go ahead and handle that. <laughs> but yeah, it is um, it is an amazing thing. <laughs> you said thugs don't cry, so you you burst into tears, huh? You broke down. You couldn't take it no more. I did. I mean, I, it, I, it was a, it was a joyous feeling I had, you know, to see of all we had been through, you know, and yeah. I see this little sucker, red and got a big head just like me, you know. <laughs> so so good. Uh but so now so now she's here. What was those what was those first few those first few uh weeks about I won't say days, what was the first few weeks like just having her in the house and the just the all the um realization of I've got a little baby in this house with me now, like I really do have a newborn in this crib. It was joy because uh she was here, you know, and so Seen how that we had, you know, I can't already. We knew what to do as far as taking care of babies, so you know we knew what we were doing. But just to have her here, like to to, to see her outside of my wife's stomach, you know, to see mm-hmm. see that was just amazing. You know, the funny thing uh, for the first two weeks, 
uh, first two or three weeks, uh, my daughter, Sophia, she would go, oh, I take these real deep sighs every, every couple minutes. That's how she would breathe. She'd go, oh. and I realized that came from me. The last seven months, nine months of the pregnancy, I was so nervous. All I would do was like, Oh boy! You know that's that's all I would do. That was just so freaking nervous. <laughs> so nervous. So <laughs> she did that. Yeah, I, I thought it was hilarious. Like two, three weeks. Man, you can't you can't blame that on uh, the pregnancy, dude. You've been doing that since college. <laughs> you come sit down. You like, oh, really? <sighs> like what's wrong with you? Then you like nothing. Just chilling, man. I'm tired. <laughs> you always, you well, always. okay, man. Maybe, uh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. But you know they can hear you, so you've been doing that. That's, that's why she hear the house. <laughs> she knew it was your voice. She knew it was you, so she was hearing Listen, that. So when I she got out, she's like, ah. I did it strong for the last seven months. I was like, "Ooh, boy, right, man, listen, bro, I was, I was stressed." Oh man, I can only imagine, dude. But hey, look, it all worked out. Everything works in God's plan, as we know, and it all worked out. Now you got the little one. You've got the. Uh, well, you said the little one is the older one. <laughs> you said she on her. She miss independent. Yeah, she good with me. And she on. She cool with me. But I did it. What's up? Nah, my mother, oldest, Mackenzie. She's Mackenzie's she the one. Young man, you know, I, you, you can't play off like you know. Go, 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 go away. But you love it. You know, I love it. You know, to have my daughter. You know, that much. Still want to be under me. Yeah. Before she gets that teenage year, you know, I, I adore it. Yeah, you love it, man. We love it because, but we love it because of who we are and how we care for and raise for our kids. Like that's, that's what we want. We want them around. We want to play with them. We want that. We want to feel that energy. And I can just say, Hey, from experience, enjoy it now. Cause in a couple of years, if she's anything like, uh, like Katie, it's going to be over. Like Katie does, she goes to her room and that's it. And I don't see her no more until I go up there to make sure she's still breathing and make sure she's not building yeah. no bombs in the room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 go check like, Hey, you all right? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. Well, you're getting wires. Be looking for wires and all type of things. Like, wait, you went to the store? Let me see what you got off of Amazon. Kind of make sure you're not in here building stuff because you're too quiet. Look your order list, your order history. <laughs> so, what, uh, what has, or what do you, what are the things that you plan on instilling in them as they get older? Or, or are you already what you've been instilling so far? Do you feel like is going to be suffice and sufficient for them as they grow older? I want to build. I want to build a confidence. I want to build uh, their ability to be strong in themselves. Like I want to take the best parts of myself, and my wife, and pour into them. You know, my wife. You know, as you know, type A personality. I'm more of a type B, but. Um, I want to instill my work ethic into them. You know, I want to instill, and hers too, I want to instill just, you know, just the best part of both of us, you know, Mm -hmm. into them. And that's, I mean, to me, that's the best way to ensure that they succeed in life. And to see that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, make a lot of money and do all this, but to be happy. You know, I want them to be happy in life, you know, and be healthy Mm -hmm. and grow up to be responsible, you know. If, they, if they're that, if, if, if I can accomplish that, I'm cool. I'm Gucci. Do yeah. that, you know. Definitely. I always say that, man. The whole the, the end goal is to make them productive and positive members of society. Yeah, yeah. 
everything else is just, you know, everything else on top of that is a blessing because, like you said, the money, money be great now. Don't get me wrong. If they out there making eighty, ninety thousand dollars $90,000 a year, that's great and all. But at the end of the day, it's about what they're bringing to the world and w- making sure that I put them in a position to just be that person and be successful and not just be lounging around someplace, unproductive, a menace, and what have you. So as long as I can do right, that, I'm right. great, man. Well, Chris Rock said, keep them off the pole, which I'm pretty sure they're free. <laughs> you know, free, there are strippers who do very well. But I'd rather not have that path for my girl. Yes, indeed. I'd rather not. No, I don't want, I don't want that action. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. So I'm pretty sure I paid for a couple of, um, a couple of school books and a couple of, uh, off campus meals and all of that. But nah, I don't want to yeah. go that way. Well, that's another podcast. <laughs> a whole nother show. <laughs> My God. So where are you at home? Where's your wife? Uh, she's out working. She, uh, she has a, a, uh, a, a beauty consulting business she does. Uh, so she's out working that right now. She's over here just doing her thing. I was hoping to get her on so I get her, which I know she was just going to gush over you and, and lord you as the greatest ever. But I still wanted to get her her perspective, her view about you and your growth as a dad and all of that. Although I know you and I know it's great. I just want to get a, a wife's perspective so that people can really see that in us doing this and in us talking about this, we're not just building ourselves up and we're just not oh yes dads are dads 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 we we just speaking the truth and want people to realize that we are what we are man we great dads and it needs to be promoted the narrative needs to change on what we do out here in these streets you know i, I agree with that I, I think the narrative has been incorrect for so long mm-hmm. right because yeah i know more good father i know more good black father i know that, that old bad one I do. Yeah. Um, that's, just, that's just a fact. And always been that way. I mean, there's some here and there, but that narrative, I'm not, I'm not sure what it comes from, it's just, but it's wrong, you know? Yeah. But I'm not saying that's my goal to try to fight that. I don't care. You know, I know that mine will be straight. Mm-hmm. Regardless, you know? So. Yeah, it is what it is. I don't know. I think it's a very old narrative, but I'm just, I'm happy and I'm, and I'm really proud of the fact that one, like you said, I do know more good dads than I do bad dads. And then two, that we are able to, and we are displaying the, um, that change and nobody can ever look at us and say, see, those are the people we talking about when they look at us, they, even though it's unfortunate, they look at us as an exception. They can't look at us as an exception and be like, Oh yeah, them, them dudes handle their business. Like I can't even say nothing bad about them. Right. Right. Well, my guy, I want to appreciate you for stopping through, giving us your time, speaking on your life, and uh, sharing some of your stories. My brother, I will holler at you later. Once again, folks, Carlos Derek, round of applause. Thank appreciate you, man. you my appreciate guy, it, man. again, man. My um, pleasure, man. Next time I have one, hopefully, all of us can get together and we'll do a live one together and really cut up and really share some uh, some ridiculous stories. I'm down for that. <laughs> I am down for that. All right, my guy, you have a good one, man. I will holler at you, you later. Be easy now, please. Uh, all right, folks, as you can see, another great father, another great dad, a guy that's in the lives of his kids, being supportive, trying to change the narrative, being building. We appreciate him stopping through, sharing his stories, 
and breaking down what he has going on. He's um, it's one of God. That's my dude, man. Like I said, that's my brother from another. We've known each other probably going on almost thirty years now. Probably a little bit under, but any event, man, the guy's awesome. He's another example of what we want to promote on the show, what we want to do, where we want to go, where we want others to join us in the raising and rearing of children, man. Once again, round of applause for Carlos Derrick. Well, until next time, folks, we'll be back with another special guest, some more insight and some more um, stories about raising their kids and about building their kids and how they plan on making things better, how they plan on switching up or instilling what was instilled in them. Until then, peace out. Everybody be good. Everybody be safe, man. Once again, Real Dads at Work. We here.